Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. Welcome to Morning Shot. I'm Ryan Huang. From payouts to alleviate cost of living concerns to measures aimed at helping mid-career workers as well as support to help our seniors age well, Singapore's Budget 2024 seeks to tackle immediate challenges for households and businesses while also laying out longer-term strategic moves tied to better economic growth and jobs. Joining us in the studio to share her take on the key issues highlighted in this year's budget, we have Madam Rahayu Mazam, Senior Parliamentary Secretary for Health and law, and she's also member of parliament for GRC. Good morning, Madam Rahayu. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Good morning, Ryan. Yeah, always great to have you in the studio. You're bringing in so much energy and I love that you are also on the ground listening to your residents so you have a lot of observations you can share with us. So let's start first with DPM Lawrence Wong announcing a wide range of measures in his budget speech targeting various segments of the population based on your personal observations on the ground as you interact with residents in your constituency. How far does the budget go in helping them in some of the key concerns such as cost of living, housing affordability and retirement? Yes. You know, um, in the lead up to the budget, and in fact, in, in the past year, there have been a lot of uh, rumblings on the ground about issues of cost of living and some specific feedback that the government has received um, in respect of challenges, of, you know, getting a, a new job or challenges of the economy or also with um, ABSD or a property tax, you know. So some of those issues were salient on people's mind as a DPM announced this budget. So when the budget was announced, um, I went um, over the Chinese New Year weekend, you know, to go around, talk to my residents, I realised that uh, it was really well received. I think people were very um, heartened. A key thing, I suppose, is because they felt that they were heard. Um, a lot of the budget measures address the issues that they raise, uh, specific issues that they raise, and I, I think gave a sense of hope, um, of um, some support coming from the government. So I think um, that is the exciting part. Of course, as with all things that we push out, there'll be those who say, oh, there's always something more that they could ask for. But I think in general, there was a lot of positive response and people felt that uh, this addressed some of the key um, big ticket items that were affecting them and uh, were causing a lot of worry. Yeah, I think also important to take into context that the budget builds on other budgets. It's all together in a bit of a long equation. And if you look at how more than 1 million Singaporeans will receive higher subsidies for healthcare and associated social support, how frequently do you get residents appealing for extra healthcare related support. How complex are their issues typically and what extent will the latest measures help to cushion these stress points? Mm. Indeed, healthcare costs um, is one of the big ticket items and one of the top few issues that residents come to us with to seek assistance. It also, you know, typically when they come to see us, it's either about housing, about getting a new job, um, some issues with financial assistance and healthcare is one of that. Um, what I see is that also that some of these issues arise from certain types of situations Situations because a lot of times healthcare issues or costs come in at an unexpected mm -hmm. time. So, or uh, when you know the families are not fully prepared for it. So, I think um, a lot of the effort that we're doing is not just in dealing with some of those immediate concerns, subsidies for the immediate measures, but also long term things like um, how we are looking at um, MediShield Life. You know how we've moved to Cash Shield as well as even with Healthy SG because it's all about how can we prevent some of these things. How how can we make sure that people are protected when it does happen? And so it is an overarching sort of view on healthcare measures and a multi-pronged approach in dealing with the issue. 
um, as you mentioned, it is part of the larger framework of what we're looking at, right? It is very forward-looking and this budget uh, specifically really tries to build on some of the efforts that have already been in place. Yeah, as you mentioned, it's a holistic approach. And DPM Wong reminded us that we must expect healthcare costs, including medical insurance premiums, to rise even after generous government subsidies. So beyond costs, what can be looked into to help alleviate other pressures faced by those who are caregivers? Yeah, so actually caregiving is one key dimension that we're looking at. Um, Indeed, it is a source of stress um, because when that happens, it derails the day-to-day living of other people in families, right? So we have been for some time now looking specifically on addressing some of these needs of caregivers. One is in navigation of services because sometimes you know, there's support and um, everywhere or they do not know where to get the help. So we're looking at um, AIC, uh, the Agency for Integrated Care, as a one-stop centre where they can get some of the information. We're also looking at how we can um, empower caregivers and give them training. So there are also caregiving training grants, caregiver training grants that are going to be enhanced to support this, we are looking at workplace support. So working with MOM to look at um, flexible working arrangements um, and also unpaid leave that will allow people to take some time off. There are also financial support that we give. So these are things that I think will help enhance it, creating ecosystems of peer support within the community. And I think these have been well received and I think we'll continue to enhance on this further to support that sort of um, ancillary uh, outcome of healthcare issues that arises. Yeah, important to care for the caregivers as well. We know that this budget is basically the first tranche of initiatives under the Forward Singapore report, which really highlights that the Singapore dream is more than just material success. What's your take on the budgetary measures fitting into your personal idea of evolving the Singapore dream? I may sound a bit lofty at this juncture, but I really feel that with a lot of policies and rollouts, it needs to come with also a mindset shift and an appreciation of the come from and the thinking behind it. So as you say, this is a first tranche. It is our effort of building our shared future together, right? And while there are some efforts and um, structures, support that government puts in place, I think we also want to have people step up, look at how they can improve themselves, how they can also leverage on some of the opportunities that are available and help each other within the community. So I personally think that it was quite a balanced budget in that um, we put in investments in immediate concerns, but we also put in structures in place to kind of let people think about how can they improve themselves? How can Mm. they contribute to the economy? How can they contribute to others? Um, And I think that's something that I really welcome. Yeah, I like your point about not stepping up because you can have all the programs in place, but it's really going to come down to you stepping up to make full advantage of it at some point. And I think this brings to the next point that I'm going to bring up based on all the areas we've discussed. There are some areas that are exciting some of us a bit more. And I think because we are about the same age, (laughs) we are on that frequency that the skills future segment is quite exciting for us because it's a chance for us to address some of our concerns because of all the disruptions in the workplace and and all the worries about our future. So the skills future part about it really speaks to you. Yes, it does. So I'm very excited about the Skills Future Level Up program in particular. I think it gives a sense of hope, a few dimensions to it, right? Because uh, one, uh, we are going into an environment or an economy where there's a lot of flux and a lot of changes. So even where we are right now, we're also nervous about, is this going to be the growth sector? Is, Is this going to be my job in the future? We're also growing older and so we're thinking, what happens after this, right? Um, I still have to sustain myself, um, you know, and we think about that. And so this kind of gives us the 
second bite of the cherry. Um, it also keeps us active, it keeps us engaged, you know, in our minds. And so I think it's very, very welcome. For me personally, that was something I'm quite excited um, about. As you say, you know, I, I've reached that kind of age, right, where, oh, okay, this is something for me and really heartening. I think it gives assurance that it is something that we um, can look forward to. I think it also imbibes in us that uh, value and tr- culture that we want to see in our people of continually uplifting ourselves with the support of the government. But you um, have then that opportunity to look up for something in the future. Yeah, talking about looking forward to going back to the overall theme of this year's budget is building our shared future together. So how are you intending to work hand in hand with your residents in those aspects? Mm. So usually a lot of these things sometimes go over the heads of people because there's so much information at one point in time. I think the key thing is really to to make sure that each different demographic group gets information on the things that will matter to them. Um, so conversations are typically something we have at the community. Aside from that, it is also to see how best we can pair some of the services, some of the programs that can help people access the support that's already available, opportunities that are already available. So sometimes if you you know go through and, and look at a certain age group of people who are maybe having some challenges in changing or pivoting to another job, you know, channeling them to specific target support I think is very helpful uh, but I think um, in all that also really um, it's having that dialogue um, engaging with um, younger commu- people in the community so that they can bring this forward um, they can understand the um, thinking behind this, the strategy behind this and hopefully work together with us to translate this into a meaningful outcome for Singaporeans. Yeah, lots to look forward to on that front. We've been speaking with Madam Rahayu Mazam, she is the Senior Parliamentary Secretary for Health and Law and she's also Member of Parliament for Jurong GRC. Madam Rahayu, thank you for your time and sharing all your observations around Budget 2024. Thank you very much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.